how's it going, dude? Oh, not too bad. So here's here's the thing that kind of sucks about this podcast, and that's that I now have to know about songs like this. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, I uh, the only reason I brought up this song in particular is because a buddy of mine that we him and I go to lunch every Friday, and he was like, "You need to check out Greta Van Fleet," and I was like, "Okay." I'll do that. And he's like, no, dude, you really need to check him out and you need to listen to him for the podcast. And I was like, well, first off, have you subscribed and reviewed the podcast? Mm-hmm. Um, because that is how we accept. That's how we accept uh, <laughs> song suggestions, which he hasn't. But I was willing to let it slide since him and I have been friends for a couple of years. But I was like, OK, let me let's let's do this. Let me listen to this. Let me listen to Greta Van Fleet and see what the hell they're all about. And yeah, it's not a good song. It's bad. <laughs> Let me ask you this. Does your friend, uh, does he own a bunch of wolf shirts? <laughs> no, he doesn't. Does, well, he, he, like, you know, the, he, he also hates Greta. He hates Greta Van Fleet. Oh, okay. Like, okay. He so wasn't was, recommending it to, as for like, you to I, listen to. Yeah. He was recommending for you to make fun of. Right. He's like, you need to, you need to listen to, you need to listen to this stuff. And I was like, I, you know, I don't want to. <laughs> <laughs> but i guess like that is what sucks about this what we the the thing that we're doing involves this was us a listening. terrible idea because <laughs> we're gonna have to listen to shitty songs yeah i mean i guess so this is a wolf shirt band for sure right this is a hundred percent a wolf shirt band that I, that's a new genre i think wolf shirt rock i think wolf shirt rock is definitely up there i mean wolf shirt wolf shirt rock uh target vintage t rock I think yes. it also would fall under. I mean, I think there's multiple categories, but I think Wolf Shirt Rock is far more descriptive. I think, and, and even their cover <laughs> photo uh, on their album, it looks like a fucking wolf shirt, but without the wolves. <laughs> they are right? the wolves. You, gotta, you, can't, you can't be a wolf shirt band without the wolves. Yeah, like, I know. If you want to be a wolf shirt band, fine, own it, but you need to get some fucking wolves. So, <laughs> no, I totally agree. I think wolf shirts. You know, honestly, if you if you're into them, that fucking rules. That's like a level of awesomeness that I I personally can't a- a- aspire to. But if that's what you like, you do you. But this band clearly they like wolf shirts, but they will not. They don't even have a moon on their on their album cover. No, they should though. I mean, it looks. I'm looking at their album cover right now, and it it is as close to a wolf shirt as you can get though. You know oh, what I for mean? Sure. Yeah, it it is. It is well. They're just biting seventy, the nineteen seventies. Yeah, that's super really what it is. hard. The, I mean, this wait, is there? I think there is a wolf, or there there is a moon on here. There's not a wolf. Is there a moon on there? Well, it's hard to tell. It looks like there's some sort of eclipse thing, and there's like oh uh, yeah, like, you're right. You know, you're right. You're right. Stars and shit. I don't know. You're right. I mean, this is this they is need, this is a bad. I it's, ultimately this album cover is a bad approximation of like a 1970s or early 80s hard rock band cover. Yes, totally. It is definitely going for that vibe and so is the band themselves. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh so what we're talking about today is When the Curtain Falls by Greta Van Fleet. <laughs> There's this whole issue of they are biting this 1970s, early 80s aesthetic of hard rock, whether it be the wolf shirt 
or just their sound in general. I didn't, I honestly didn't think that there would be a worse Greta Van thing in the public consciousness than Greta Van Susteren. But apparently, <laughs> I was wrong. This what? is the worst thing. This is, is this worse than Rude by Magic? This is not, ooh, actually, ooh. <laughs> yeah, this might be actually worse than Rude by Magic for one specific reason that we'll get to in the lyrics down the road. But before we get there, because I mean, one of, one of the things that this, this band is, and isn't, is Greta Van Susteren dead? <laughs> Or is she still alive? <laughs> not, not yet. She's not dead? Okay. I, anytime I haven't thought about a celebrity or like a newscaster for a long time, I just assume they're dead. Wow. <laughs> well, I mean, I think let's, it's the most sincere way to show the time has passed. So It is. <laughs> no, I think she's still she's still kicking around. She's still kicking around. I, she's not I on mean, Fox News I, anymore. She's on like, or is she? I don't remember. Was she ever on Fox News? Yeah, she was she was on the record with Greta Van Susteren and was on Fox News. Huh. Uh, she, she, but she's I been know. I think she's been on every single shitty cable news network that there is. Wow. That, I mean, I guess it's not that hard. There's a lot of them. There's not that many of them. Mm-hmm. But oh my god. Yeah, she well, she was like the the murder crime, the true crime person for a while, right? Where she would do Yeah, she was like a like a poor man's Nancy Grace. Yeah, that's what it is. Man, that's... she was a former prosecutor like Nancy Grace. <laughs> and like uh Kamala Harris, Democratic Ooh. hopeful Kamala Harris, also a former prosecutor. Also a former and they're prosecutor. all garbage. Yeah, all all terrible. <laughs> all terrible but none of them are as bad as this band let's get back to this (laughs) let's get back to this band so so one of the things is obviously Greta Van Fleet is very clearly drawing a lot of comparisons between them and Led Zeppelin like in fact that was the reason I was told I had to listen to them was like oh this band sounds so much like Led Zeppelin you have to listen to them and it'll be easy to tear them apart and yeah they sound like Led Zeppelin. No, yeah. I mean, it's. I actually find it hard to tear them apart because they're so uninterestingly bad that I'm just <laughs> like, I don't want to talk about this. I don't want to think about this. I don't want to listen to this shit. It's just like, it's bland and boring garbage that, like, boomers play air guitar to. Right. You know, that's that's this kind of shit. Well, I mean, so so I, I did a little reading about this band because I was like, who the fuck are these kids? Um, which, first off, I want to point out that they were... I think at the time of this album being coming out, they had written most of these songs as like 16 or 17 year olds. So it's like three brothers and some random dude that they would go to high school with or <laughs> went to high school with. Cause like now they're in their early twenties and there's no excuse okay. for them continuing to sound like this. Cause spoiler alert, they do. Mm-hmm. There's they, I will willing to give them a pass if you're like 16, 17 and just biting some other band's shit super hard but the fact that they have continued to attempt to emulate 70s hard rock, like, okay, you guys could have come up. You've had five, six years to explore the world of music and learn to do new shit. But right. partially there's also, I'm willing to excuse, like, well, you know what? You've figured out a way to get paid. I, I won't entirely fault somebody for being able to ride the money train all the way to the bank but that's all we get now is is retreads of things there's yeah. every 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 audience is pre-sold we don't want to do anything experimental or, or new because we don't know that it's going to be marketable whereas if you just 
you know, if you just do the 27th version of a Marvel movie or the 19th installation of Harry Potter, you're going to have an audience there. Same with music. Like, if you just rip off Led Zeppelin, everybody that loves Led Zeppelin is going to want to listen to your shit. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I think we... Fuck, even today, I think I read about Home Alone is getting a fucking remake from Disney. It's like, first off, that that movie doesn't need a remake. Why the fuck are you remaking shit like that? I mean, I, I mean, yeah. you, you pointed out the reason why. It's, it's, it is risky to go after new projects. It's a lot easier to just retread and rehash old shit that was successful and hope that it's going to be successful to the new generation. Right. In the, in, the, in the business meeting that they have, they say... You know, how many people can you get to see this movie or, or, you know, how many people will buy this fucking album? And the answer is, if the, if the question, if that's the question, then the answer can either be, well, we know that there are six million people that bought the last shit that sounded like this. But if you have a new product or something artistically interesting, then that, then the answer to that question is, well, we have no idea. And that's not something that any capitalist enterprise is going to want to deal with. Exactly. And I, and I think there's there's a certain amount of, particularly within art or within music, is rehashing old stuff, or at the very least, very clearly being able to draw a line from one band to the bands before them and who they listened to or who their influences were. But at the same time, it's like it's not a direct, necessarily, copy of what had come before them. There are elements, stylistic elements. There are motifs that come in and that influence the new bands. And, of course, like because art and culture doesn't occur in a vacuum, you're going to uh-huh. have – there's going to be some exchange of ideas and exchange of, of influence between artists. So you're going to get that ability to draw parallels between – between two different artists, particularly between artists of different generations of music, but you can always do something new with it. Yep. Which brings me to today, we're going to play a game. Mainly, I'm going to subject you to a game. <laughs> Whatever. Let's do it. I don't care. I'm going to play, play a game. some song clips, and it is your job to guess, is it Greta Van Fleet or is it Led Zeppelin? All right. Are you ready to play this game? Yeah. 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 Hit me with the first one. All right. Let's do it. I want to say, yeah, I want to say that that is our boys, Greta Van Susteren. <laughs> you would be correct. That is yes. our boys, Greta Van Susteren. All next, right. next. So one. How many of these are there? Jesus I, Christ! There's, there's six. This is, this okay. is a long game. <laughs> All right, here comes the next one. Coming at you. <laughs> this is immigrant song by Led Zeppelin. Yeah. I just, I just have a special place in my heart of. Robert Plant screaming at you. Ah. <laughs> it's, it's not a good song. It's just Robert no. Plant screaming at you for two and a half minutes. Yeah. It's a, it's a classic, though. It is a classic song. Yeah. It is. I would argue, though, like a song like that is better than the Greta Van Fleet shit. 
Oh, for sure. Greta Van Fleet shit is just such a, well, not only is it a knockoff, it's just such an uninspired knockoff of it. Yeah. So. All right, let's go to the third one. Let's go to the third one. Coming at you. Coming at you. Sounds like the guy from Placebo in this. <laughs> uh, I want to say that that is uh, also Greta Van Susteren. You would be correct. Ding, ding, ding. Yes. All right, all right. That could have been a late period Led Zeppelin one, though. You yeah, know, one of the ones that, like, the keyboard player wrote? Yeah, easily. <laughs> John Paul Jones, I think, is who you're yeah, thinking right, of. Their, sure. their bass player, keyboarder, slash every single other fucking instrument that they ever had. Hey. Um, but yeah, that you gotta is have a, a utility infield. That, you know? that is definitely a like physical graffiti era Zeppelin tune. Yeah. All right. So, so that's interesting that they don't even like, they're just ripping off all of Led Zeppelin throughout Led Zeppelin's history. <laughs> like they're, they don't even like, they don't even pick a period of Led Zeppelin that they're into. They're just like, nope, we're going to write songs that sound like all Led Zeppelin songs throughout their entire history. Interesting. Uh, if you're going to do that, I, I, you would think that it's like, okay, just rip off the first album, then rip off the second album for your second album, rip off the third album for your third right, album. Right, no, it's it's just it's just like a mix CD of Led Zeppelin songs. <laughs> I mean, maybe they, maybe that was what it was. They were trying to make a mix CD for their their like some girl at school, but like they didn't know how to make mix CDs because that's not a thing for Zoomers. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Maybe. <laughs> All right, let's try this next. We're on four? We're on number four. All right, and I'm three for three. You're three for three, man. That one. <laughs> oh, that one's tough. <laughs> <laughs> I think that that's Greta Van Susteren too. You would be incorrect. Ah, that is really the Led Zeppelin had a song where they just said, "I'm on the night train" over and over again. No, they don't either. That is. Oh, this is not Guns and Roses. <laughs> oh man, okay. <laughs> it's a trick question. <laughs> I know I I get a lot of joy out of uh, throwing that because I, I did I don't think I explicitly said that it's either gonna be Led Zeppelin. I, I or thought you did, but I may have heavily implied. I may have I may have heavily implied that you you led me to believe that, but that's fine. Okay, right. we, I think there's I think there's one or two more. I 
I think that's Led Zeppelin. You'd be correct. That is Led Zeppelin. Yeah. The the drumming, and this is the only way I know, is that like it like if you just played me the you know if you played me like a MIDI sample of the songs, I would have no idea. Yeah, I think you I, you might have a hard time. I, I mean, I think that's despite I think it's a lot easier uh, for somebody to try to emulate Jimmy Page or Robert Plant than it is to really yes. capture like John Bonham's drumming style. Yeah, he's he's a unique kind of guy. He's a unique kind of guy, and I don't think uh, anybody is able to be as drunk as him while he was still being able to technically <laughs> be technically proficient. Yes, that's a skill. <laughs> All right, so there's one last right. song in this. Last one. <laughs> So bad, it's gotta be Greta Van Susteren. Ooh, that is not correct. <laughs> is that Led Zeppelin? Uh, it is. That is partial credit. That is Jimmy okay. Page, and uh, I think it's like Mike covered it. Whoever the dude from White Snake was, as the, oh, that's, wow, the lead, okay. that's the lead singer on that one. So they did. They did an. They did an album called Coverdale Page. So interestingly enough, the reason I put that one in there. And the reason I put all these songs together is one, I think you can illustrate that clearly Greta Van Susteren is, you know, biting Led Zeppelin shit super hard, but so is Guns N' Roses, so yes. is White Snake. But like they, oh, for sure. they do it in a way that is that is pushing the genre and pushing the music forward. And and but except for maybe Coverdale Page, that was maybe a little too much them biting Led Zeppelin shit. Even and I think Robert Plant at one point called uh, I think I want to say his name is Michael Coverdale, but called him Cover Band. <laughs> oh, got him. <laughs> <laughs> which which I think is it's like all right, it's a great. Which he's and maybe it's his older age that he's not willing to go after Greta Van Fleet as much. Because apparently he's like, yeah, they, uh, or maybe he's just throwing shade. He's like, yeah, they're, they're Zeppelin one. <laughs> like, wow. It's like, okay. okay. Yeah. It's like, but he's not particularly mad about it. He's calmed down in his old age. Yeah. He might also just like, you know, he's made his money. He doesn't give a shit anymore. Right. But yeah. So like, I think there's, there's clearly a way to push music forward while taking things from the past. I mean, that high, like high registered uh, male vocals in a rock song like that is so led zeppelin and lots of bands have used that but then lots of bands have also made interesting music or taken that zeppelin hard rock sound in a more interesting and different way yeah this is not a band that did that this is a band who learned how to play led zeppelin and then wrote insanely led zeppelin adjacent songs in a way that wasn't pushing the music forward. Because, I mean, you're, you're looking at fucking 40 years of change right. and influence that could have happened. And But, I mean, to be fair, let's say this. Led Zeppelin is well known for stealing shit tons of music from black musicians yep. and not necessarily changing it a whole lot and repackaging it as white dudes playing the blues. 
So I guess what goes around comes around. You got get Greta Van Zustrin yeah, stealing for from sure. Led Zeppelin and, and, and they're stealing it. from Zeppelin. Zepp- they're stealing stolen goods, essentially. But I'll tell you where they're taking it. Uh, they might not be taking it in a new direction, but they are taking it directly to the bank. <laughs> so, oh, okay, God. you want to talk about the fucking lyrics? Let's, let's talk about the lyrics. Let's talk about the lyrics. It won't God, take that long. fucking awful. All right, so... Well, you're so pretty, and I love you so. You know I'm your biggest fan. I saw your picture, and it's the best, the finest in the land. Yeah, I the, I already hate this song. Like, I already hate the <laughs> lyrics. I already hated the music because it was just bland, but now it's like, really? Really? Yeah. So, I mean, it's it, it's like, so potentially you get this guy, it's like clearly he's so in love with a, a movie star. The fuck is he as a 17, 18-year-old millennia or i guess zoomer at this point saying he went and saw a picture nobody says that (laughs) i I saw your picture and it's the best (laughs) i saw your pic like i thought that that meant like a picture of this person but i think that he means saw the movie right because later he says lights camera and action and then he talks about hollywood i saw your picture and it's the best yes so some greatest generation in quotes (laughs) i think person wrote the (laughs) lyrics for them yeah (laughs) <laughs> oh, it gets even worse though. Yeah, let's let's keep on going. This is he is doing an impression of like an old of, of an adult, yes. right? That's what the lyrics sound like. Is like I'm trying to write like an adult, but I'm an alien and I've never actually heard an adult speak. I, I have no idea how adults speak, which I mean might be the case because they they are from Michigan, and I think like <laughs> I don't know which part of the mitt they're from, but like. <laughs> Mm-hmm. So th- they may have never actually heard uh, a person speak. And in fact, I don't know that many people from Michigan. They might still talk like this. They probably, this is my thing, and this is my guess, is that these three brothers were recluses, like, holed up in a in a house by themselves with one friend for some reason, and they only had, like, Led Zeppelin's discography. That's it. And, you know, they had a bunch of instruments and Led Zeppelin's discography, and they couldn't leave their house... They were, like, trapped in there, and this is what you get. Maybe they had, like, some old movies from the 40s, too. Potentially. I mean, that, that's the only thing that would explain some of the the word choice in these lyrics. But, all right, let's keep getting into how awful these are. Camera lights in action. Yeah, the words you know so well. You're in and out of fashion in Hollywood of hell. <laughs> just... Hollywood of hell. Hollywood that's it. That's... Hell. This is like that Vance Joy song all over again, but but not interesting. Not an interesting kind of way. It's like the in Hollywood. What does in Hollywood of hell even fucking mean? So like hell has its own. Well, if you think about it, hell is sort of. I wouldn't be shocked to learn that hell is fashioned not dissimilarly to the the geography of the current United States. <laughs> Right. So obviously there would be Hollywood of hell because <laughs> that's where the capitalist hellscape produces its uh, its entertainment. Okay. Okay. All right. So we're, I'm sorry. Uh, this is, is quite a hell world that we're living in these days. But yes, yes. continue. Uh, that's all I got, really. That's that's all I got. How? This is a question that I have for you, though. How can anyone relate to these lyrics in? Like, fucking 2019, 
No, and I don't like, think... This I, is a song about a guy that, like, falls in love with an actress for watching her in the movies, but then, like, makes up his own weird story about how she sucks. Right, yeah, it's it's so it's so bizarre and so weird. It's like, I mean, it is... I think the only thing that they're working on is the nostalgia trap. They're wor- playing on that Led Zeppelin nostalgia. Yeah. And they're like, well, fuck it, let's just write weird stuff. Like, Zeppelin wrote weird stuff. It's like, yeah, Zeppelin just, like, totally ripped off Tolkien for a bunch of fucking <laughs> for a bunch of songs and made their own like weird like Norse mythology songs you know that was I don't know that was far more excusable for Zeppelin to do that because it was like the 1960s yeah uh god all right so when the curtain falls <laughs> so this, we get to the, the chorus, chorus now yeah. right this is the chorus when the curtain falls walk the hollow halls babe once a valley doll now you're not at all, no. <laughs> so, such a good rhyme scheme there. <laughs> when the curtain falls, once a valley doll, now you're not at all. <laughs> it's like, so you started out being in love with this person, in or at least being infatuated with this person, and now it's like, now we've turned into like angry incel energy. Yes, um, no, it's 100%, like, this dude is, like, a red pillar, for sure. For sure. It's, it, it is, we're going to now just talk shit to you and talk shit about you. Yeah, you're, she, what he's saying is essentially that her, uh, what is it, the, her market value, what are they, sexual market value is, yeah. uh, is, is on the decline? <laughs> yeah. She's, she's hit the wall and she's past her prime, right? Like, that's, that's this song yeah, is, that's... like, weird fucking red pill shit. Yeah, it is super weird. I mean, and the song gets more red pilly as yes. we continue through the song. So it starts out like complimenting and being infatuated with this person, then it just starts negging this. <laughs> yeah. It's like negging this woman. Well, I love you in that movie show. Movie show. Who the fuck says movie show? Movie show, yeah, that classic thing that we all talk about. Oh, you know, the movie show. Oh, God. No, that's why I think that they were tr- they they don't have any experience with the outside world. There's no way that someone could write this and also participate in mass culture to any degree. Like, has ever— It well, is I'm, just so weird. Fuck uh, participate, participating in mass culture. Just talk to another human being once in your life. Right. Well, and then also, to the extent that this song fucking means anything, it's trying to say this thing about, like, you know, once the show's over, you're back to your shitty, hollow, superficial existence. Yeah. And, you know, when you're when you're in the movie, then you shine, but once it's over, you're just like the fucking rest of us, and you're, you know, back to being a shallow shell of your former self. And, right. like, there's basically a whole genre of music that just rips on people for, like, making a living doing creative shit. Yeah. Right, and that's so bizarre to me. Wouldn't the wouldn't not doing creative shit be the worst? Like, isn't it a problem that our society is sort of structured in a way where you basically have you one of two spend... mutually exclusive paths? Right, you can either do creative pursuits and be mired in poverty for most of your life, exactly, or you can go and do like a white collar job where your financial stability is being paid for with how soul-sucking the nature of the job itself is. Right. Well, And the fact that there's, like, no alternative to that dystopian nightmare, right, is is a problem. And that's the thing that's interesting about what's going on here. But this song doesn't talk about that at all. It no, just exactly. assumes that that's fine, that that, that that setup is fine. 
Well, and what's so what's so crazy is like you have this situation of so they're emulating this 1950s and 1960s. This idea that in within you know the preceding half century before that you had a hard fought labor struggle to get us the you know like the famous labor poster eight hours for work eight hours for rest eight hours for what we please or for our pleasure and like the idea that there our work and our and our pleasure should be can be separate whereas you you now you have this like insane insane idea in american culture of like no, you have to be passionate about what you do. Take pleasure in what you do. Find something you love doing and then get somebody to pay you for that. And it's like, fuck off, dude. Like, no, nobody – few people get to experience that level of privilege. Where... Right. That, yeah, that is, that is a massive marker of privilege because the overwhelming majority of us – look, the system just cannot operate on everybody finding the shit that they love to do, right? Because no one's like, I love being a sanitation worker yeah. or I love, you know, sitting in a factory building iPhones. Like, no one loves 90% of what makes our society function. That's just the that's just a fact of, of what we have. Yeah. Now we can choose to either automate all that shit and, you know, do it that way, or we can equitably distribute the the drudge shit and the fun shit to everybody. And, you know but then there's also like ninety percent of our jobs are fucking make work anyway. Yeah. Like I don't do anything that's adding any value to this to this culture in any way whatsoever. I find uh, things off, I, to, I wanna, to leech off of. I, I want to say I feel as though this podcast adds a lot to the culture. <laughs> That's true, but but how much money have we made off of this podcast? <laughs> I think I've, uh, I think I've lost money on this podcast. Uh, yes, I have lost. I lose five dollars every month on hosting. <laughs> but yeah, no, I I I, mean, I, I get what you're saying. Yeah, it's this idea that you have to take. You know, for for me, it's like I like driving around i like driving i actually genuinely enjoy doing that if you were to stick me behind a behind the driver's seat of a bus for eight to ten hours a day i sure as shit am not gonna like driving anymore right like doing these constantly repetitive tasks that i'm supposed to find some sort of fucking passion for it's like you can absolutely get fucked like i'm not gonna be able to find a passion for you know for me at least it doing insanely repetitive day in day out stuff like that would drive me insane but if it was my i'm lucky enough that isn't one of the options that i have to go for but like if i had to do that day in day out if it was the choice between doing that and like feeding my kids or keeping my family like a roof over their head absolutely i would fucking do that so the idea that like oh well people they stay at their jobs if they're not happy they'd fucking leave it's like uh no just because you're not happy if you've got health insurance provided by your job or health insurance for your family or the fact that the job pays your rent uh, month after month right doesn't matter how fucking unhappy you are if you can't have any freedom you are there's no freedom if you've got uh rent to pay or no insurance that would be provided for you unless you have that job like this is all lack of freedom that living in america provides you supposedly the freest country in the world we can't afford the basic freedoms of universal health care for people or freedom from being evicted just because maybe you have a shitty boss. Maybe your boss sexually harasses you or, you know, puts you in physically dangerous situations. But, you know, if you leave, you're going to miss rent. And if you miss rent, you're fucking out on your ass and you're homeless. 
Right, because we're enmeshed in a system that knows that most of these jobs are awful and knows that we need some sort of reason to show up there, and so the whole system is designed to be like, well, the alternative is to starve. That's uh, it's, but but of course, America's you know pathologically optimistic, so we have to couch it in terms of finding you you know you got to be passionate about your job. And all that right. shit. And well, yeah, and it's the Protestant work ethic, right? Like, you know, God loves you if you do your job well. He's he's smiling down at you every time you get a good performance review. Like, that's <laughs> that's basically one of the things that our country was founded on, which is bizarre as fuck. Because yeah. working kind of sucks. For the vast majority of people, working kind of sucks. No, if you for... have a job that you love, that's amazing. Yeah. Like, you are insanely lucky. Yeah, and it's like, and I don't want to take that away from you. If you have a job that you love, that's no, awesome. No, yeah, every, but, I want everybody to have a job that they love. Exactly. Or, in the alternative, only have to do the bullshit a little of the time. Yeah, right. Exactly. Like that's that is also a fair trade off. I think if I had to do the bullshit for ten hours a week, and then I can do you know my real shit that I want to do, like my dumb podcasts and my making music and writing shit like that, like then I'd love it. I I would love my life. But that's just not the reality for most of us. Yeah, no, we gotta you gotta grind away uh, for eight to so uh, if you're lucky, just eight hours a day, forty hours a week. Oh um, yeah, most people aren't even that lucky. They you know grinding away for sixty, eighty. I mean, my mom, her entire life was grinding away like eighty hours a week, uh, just to uh, just to make ends meet. So it's like that that kind of shit. Just that's what that's what irks me is the the idea that this in america the land of the free that you're that we're so free it's like no nah, we really fucking aren't if you can't leave a shitty situation if you aren't free to actually pursue the things that aren't fucking killing you then how free can that you ain't really freedom be? yeah yeah that's not freedom yeah that's not even fuck freedom that's not even happiness <laughs> like right um all right but so after that very long digression can i have your autograph it's so funny you have such charm <laughs> the whole thing made me laugh Okay. All right. So this is this is where I think actually some some boomer and or greatest generation again in quotes person <laughs> scare quotes person wrote these lyrics for them. So like Obertrol and cocktails. And cocktails. Okay. So Obertrol yeah. was like a I, it was I think like a diet drug. It's basically an it was, amphetamine yes, or something was, like that. Yeah. And yeah, so I'm like, it was first, a. It's like, dude, you kids clearly do not participate in mass culture or don't write your own lyrics because Adderall is a fucking thing. <laughs> like, right. Yeah. Know. Who the fuck takes Obitrol anymore? Like, I don't even, is that shit even legal anymore? I doubt it. But so, I mean, and this is like, this is the closest, like, if this wasn't going in such like a red pill direction, this is where this song could be like kind of interesting and heartbreaking. So, I mean, you're counting all your rings. They all said they loved you, didn't they, darling? Well, they've taken all What the fuck is you, they're things. counting all your rings? So my guess like, is like... Is this a tree? What is, what is happening right now? <laughs> <laughs> so my guess was, my, my charitable reading of this was you know, the story of like uh, of Hollywood celebrities who get married and divorced fairly regularly, and they may be on their like sixth or seventh marriage. Mm. And they're like trying to... Like there's this idea of like, this person said they loved you and they left you, or you, know, you said you were in love with this person and it didn't work out, and... Not only have they they've 
taken that idea of love from you while they've taken your things or that's that's again well they've taken your things is where this sympathetic idea and this charitable reading that i'm giving them starts to fall apart but but no i i think that well they've taken all your things is he's back to this like um like he's railing against the idea of community property (laughs) right like oh you know you're this fucking divorced man like they, they took all your shit although it's weird that he's doing it on behalf of presumably a woman yeah right yeah, so this is like red pill for this is like the female red pill. I don't know. It's, it's yeah, a, well, because she's the breadwinner, yeah, right? She's the bread and winner. she earned that money herself. And the the husbands are just fucking leeches, and they're just trying to take their shit from her. And it's it's rightfully hers. Yeah, I mean, but I guess like that whole idea of like trying to fill that emptiness with relationships or what have you. Because you know, it's like this the song could have. You could have like, oh, you know, like like that Vance Joy song of this idea of moving to Hollywood and you chase these dreams or in this case, you have an actual uh, actual celebrity and they're not finding happiness in their celebrity or in their job. And they tried to find it in love and that wasn't filling that hole. And, you know, then you're just you're going further down. But no, that's not the direction they went in. They went in front. They went for this weird nagging song the entire time yeah because then we go back and weirdly materialistic yeah right? super materialistic they're taking your things yeah they don't like it wasn't they've you know destroyed your soul or hurt you in some any sort of way no matter how you know metaphorical it's they've literally taken things from you right yeah it's like you, they've taken your things the 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 hollow halls that you that this woman's walking through which is so we're back through the chorus then now we're getting into oh man the actual peak worst part of this song uh which is where for the mute on the music end i feel like this is when the acid hits is what they're trying to to give you the the sensation right. of we're, like yeah, it's very more atmospheric yeah. they're like well listen darling it's been real swell again who the fuck what, so swell? first of all what what the fuck has been real swell Nothing's happened. Yeah, this person, just, this person doesn't have any, any, <laughs> whatever. So apparently something's been swell between, between Greta Van Fleet and the, Greta Van Susteren and this person. <laughs> Please. <laughs> what can I say? You've got it. I don't think she has it all. I you like literally pointed out throughout this entire song. She literally doesn't have shit. <laughs> or like yeah. it's all been taken the away whole from point her. of the song was that she did, that she had a hollow existence. She doesn't have it all. Yeah. It, you're a one-woman show. <laughs> God, here it comes. Oh, this is, well, I'm not going to lie to you. You could use a little work. You could well, use a little work. at your age. Just, you know, in case you thought the song wasn't going to veer into insane misogyny, hey, guess what? You're wrong. You could use a little work. <laughs> you could use Time's a running work. out. Get the weird shots in, right? We're a very cool band. This is Wool Shirt Rock. We are going to absolutely <laughs> make fun of your your appearance because we don't actually give a shit about you as a person right yeah all of this stuff the the hollow halls i'll tell you who's hollow is the the fucking people in this band because all they actually care about is the appearance and the the music is entirely about sounding as much like led zeppelin and sounding cool and you know fucking artsy 70s vibes and shit but the the actual content of this shit is so terrible and so concerned with superficial shit that there's nothing of substance in this song whatsoever. No, not at all. There's no, nothing. The only the only thing of substance in here is 
very clearly these misogynistic assholes decided to write a song and but or but I don't even know that they wrote this song because it makes no sense. Like I don't know what fucking 17, 18 year old person speaks like this or talks like this. And it's just you clearly somebody else wrote these lyrics. Like I'm not willing to accept <laughs> that they that, <laughs> that a 17 year old boy managed to come up with Obatrol. <laughs> <laughs> or no, I can see. I could see a seventeen-year-old boy who all he does is listen to like old seventies records and you know watch old shitty movies because he's that kind of kid and he's writing this stuff that's basically just a pastiche of all the different things that he's heard that he thinks are like cool because none of it makes any sense, right? It doesn't hang together okay. in any normal way. It's all just like gobbledygook that he probably read on the back of like a fucking sly in the family stone record or something oh, so, like that or or maybe that in this like basement that they were all locked up in or this house they were all locked up in not only did it just have zeppelin discography and that's it but they also just had like life magazine from like yes. the 1930s yeah <laughs> it's like they They're all just, like reading about yeah <laughs> they just all have... sorts of nonsense from the 60s and 50s <laughs> that's, that's all so all they had access to was life and time magazine and 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 zeppelin discography and so that's so maybe when you talk to them in person that's exactly how they talk like oh my god that would be a fucking nightmare <laughs> also can we talk about the curtain falling because i feel like and you know yeah. So the curtain falling is obviously a metaphor for the end of the show. And here it's like, you know, the end of the road, the end of the, obviously the end of the sexual market value of the woman, right? Mm -hmm. But also it's a a weirdly uh, graphic image to me. Like the idea of the curtain falling as being the end of a woman's life is very visceral. In a way that I don't like at all. I don't think they intended it to be that way. It's just like such a terrible way to view another human being. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, well, it's the the idea that you are done, you are over. It's like at at this person's age, at this woman's age, that the curtain has closed. It is falling closed, and your life is officially over, or the the best of your life is over. And that's what's so weird about those red pill dudes, because they're always like, hey, man, that's just reality. Reality is no one gives a shit about women past their sexual prime. And it's like, no, dude, that's a you thing. Like, that is a thing that you have entirely made up and bought into. And you don't care about them because you don't give a shit about people who can't provide you with sexual satisfaction but that is something that makes you a bad person right you're not some hard-nosed realist straight shooter telling it like it is you're a person of bad moral character yeah did you see um uh you know steven mulyu or whatever the fuck that oh yeah yeah that he's like a shitbag on twitter Yeah, yeah and he he has this whole shtick right like, his whole shtick is like, oh, you know, these women, they just need to fucking sit down and, and have babies, and that's just the reality. And, hey, don't shoot the messenger. I'm just telling you what, you know, what it is. And it's like, no, dude, you're the fucking asshole if you don't realize that, like, that is not the 
the gamut of human experience that can that can be experienced by everybody. Yeah, if the, you think that everybody has assigned roles, and if they don't get married at a certain time and have a kid at a certain time, that they've, like, expired that role, then that's on you, dude. That's not a thing that is, like, a natural part of anything, because human existence is not about being natural. It's about finding ways to cope with the sort of existential dread of living. Yeah, exactly. And, and, the, and the worst part about it is, like, usually one of the easiest ways to cope with that existential dread of living and the the horridness of day-to-day existence is one of the ways to escape through music but then you have this song re you have this song that's fucking <laughs> yeah. reinforced i mean like this shit they played this shit on like uh jimmy kimmel live and fucking what's the other jimmy that's live uh that used to be jimmy on fallon, jimmy live? fallon live there's a, there's a lot of all the jimmies <laughs> they played this on all the jimmies and <laughs> You have these, so you have these these cultural institutions like the Night Show, or the Late Show, and the Tonight Show that are having this message and having this music on broadcast over the air. That this woman's value, this woman's life is over once her once her looks are gone, or once whatever her value is to Hollywood is gone, and it's like. This why would you keep right, but that is that, that is our culture right I, yeah. like that is totally one hundred percent American culture like it sucks and it's terrible but that is the dominant message that everybody gets sent about like men and women's relationships like right. that's just that's just how it fucking is like yeah, it and doesn't we don't even notice it because the ideology is so permeated that you know people aren't sitting there watching the jimmies and being like oh my god what a weird message right they're just like oh yeah this one was bastard prime <laughs> like they don't even give a fuck oh no, they don't not. care it's just it totally goes over like it, it just it just washes over you and it just becomes part of the sort of background noise of american life yeah well i mean and that's and that's the one of the ways that that culture recapitulates itself and it's and that's the crazy thing of like why i think you have such a pushback against centrist democratic policies and centrist democratic ideology is you you have the jimmies occasionally taking these liberal stances about whether it be gun control or sexual harassment or whatever and then they have no problem re-promoting that exact same culture to everybody that like they're unaware that what they're doing is undermining their own message Mm -hmm. even, even if they even like truly had that message in the first place but you know i'm i'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt that they actually give a shit about what they're saying. But in, mo- but in that case, it's like, well, you then you, you go on and on about Brett Kavanaugh or sexual harassment or the me too movement. And then you have Greta Van Fleet on, on your show, basically right. telling women that they are nothing but sexual objects. And that's all you should care about. And they don't care. Right. Cause they don't, I mean, they, they don't think about it that way. They're not like, Oh, let me think about the, the, implications of the ideology of the various musicians that we have on our program like that's not what it is it's only when they get the blowback of like when when one of the jimmies had fucking trump on and like tasseled his hair yeah right like that was fallon he everybody made this huge deal about it and it's like as if that was like like oh it was humanizing trump and it's like well american culture humanizes trump 
It's yeah. not just like we can't pinpoint it as Jimmy Fallon, the individual, did a bad thing. It's just like this is how American culture operates. Well, and that's and that's the thing is I, that the Jimmys, and particularly say Jimmy Fallon. I mean, I, I don't think either they don't have an ideology, and that is the problem with like centrist liberal ideology is it is so bland and nebulous. Like I think right. the pe- their the ideology people- is is everybody you know everybody has their own is entitled to their own opinion right? right which is basically a reinforcement of a status quo which means that their ideology is just whatever the dominant ideology of America is exactly you know the the so you you don't have anybody in you don't have anybody in mainstream entertainment who's necessarily pushing the pushing any ideology per se they're just all their, their ideology that they're pushing, if anything, is protection of ad dollars. That yes, when they exactly. get when they get blowback for having hosted, say, Louis C.K. or for tussling Trump's hair or whatever it is, then it's like, oh well, shit, we need to apologize and we need to cover our ass. Not that what we think is wrong or that what we did was wrong, but we want to go ahead and cover our ass. And make sure mm-hmm. that we're on the right side of the public backlash, not actually having any sort of principled stance or moral notion of how to behave or how the world should be. It's as long as those ad dollars are rolling in, we'll just keep doing what we're doing. Yep. All right. On that note, Darren. Yeah. Uh, what the fuck is the name of this song? Jesus. <laughs> when the Curtain Falls? When the like Curtain that? Falls by Greta Van Fleet. Does it slap? Nope. Next time on Does It Slap, special guest, Psychic Dolphin Garage Podcast, will be joining us to talk about Ben to Hell by the Hollywood Undead. You can find Does It Slap on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, shit, just about everywhere. Did you like what you just heard? Well, share it with someone, just one other person who might also like this episode. Word of mouth is still the best way for us to bring leftist music commentary and criticism to as many people as we possibly can. We'll even consider it your praxis for the day. Follow us on Twitter at DoesItSlapPod. Our theme music is provided by the patron saints of Slap, New Junk City. Find a link to their band camp down in the episode description. Our cover art is done by Jeremy Hammond. Find him on Twitter at Jeremy Thunder. Thanks for listening. Catch you next time. Boom, and we're out.